Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that spends too much time watching a trailer in super slow motion to see how many buttons are on America Chavez's flag jacket. Not enough buttons. I've got to get my cosplay right for the next con after the apocalypse. So I need to know how many buttons are on that dang jacket. My name is MT and I'm here today with my brother, off-screen producer, Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, MT, how you doing? Look, they gave me a blue dungeon. Can you believe it? What a, what a scary place to be. They did, you are in the void. Oh. You fell into the blue abyss. Welcome. I like it here. It's very nice. The water's delicious. It's good tasting water. That's always a big thing. It's blue water. It's Everything tastes like blue Gatorade. It's delicious. All right, what's our big question for today, Brandon? Well, MT, I mean, you talked about it, you know, uh, we gotta talk about this Doctor Strange trailer, right? It's crazy. We know what the Super Bowl is all about. It's the commercials, okay? And sometimes buried in those commercials, we get some sweet, sweet trailers. And this year certainly just didn't disappoint. They gave us a, a, so a couple good trailers. It was great. Uh, but most importantly, we got that brand new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. And in that trailer, we got to see some brand new variants of Doctor Strange that we haven't seen yet. And that all leads us to this week's big question. Who are all the Doctor Stranges in the Multiverse of Madness? Who are they? Who? Mm, Stranges, strange eye. Too many strangers too going many on strangers. in here. What's going on? Stranger danger. Stranger danger indeed. That's what Mordo says. He's like, hey, the more stranger we get, the more danger we get. Mm. I, that's a line from the movie. Kevin Feige texted me. He told me. Yeah, we should put that on a shirt. I like that. I like that. I like it. Yo, we should really put that on a shirt. That'd be really fun. Let's get on it, shirt people. But yeah, we're gonna do something similar to what we did for all the Spider-Man looks in the No Way Home trailer. I mean, we were so right about all those predictions, so why not do it again? Because we, we're on a roll. We nailed it. Nothing we said was wrong. Don't go back and watch the video. We we uh, cast the Runes of Kalfkal spell, um, <laughs> so you don't have to go back to watch it because your memories have been yeah. wiped. Uh, but as you watch this trailer for the 40th or 50th or 60th millionth time like us, you too will begin to see all the strange variations of Stephen Strange's appearing in this Doctor Strange trailer. So let's break them down and see if we can't decipher how these strange variants will interact in the upcoming film that's going to be a banger. First, we have what we call the standard Strange look. This is the same uniform he's basically been wearing when he became the Sorcerer Supreme in the MCU and even appears to keep after he's been blipped and demoted to, you know, a Sorcerer Supreme intern. Um, intern Supreme. Sorcerer less Supreme. Sorcerer Taco Supreme, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I don't know what that means. I love how you're like, if you know what I mean, and you go like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. I thought, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, it's the blue tunic, Ayabagamoto, cloakal levitation ensemble that we've come to know and love. It's the classic Steven. His hair and goatee are also in the familiar style. One slight thing to note here, a couple of times when his back is turned, we see a blue patch on the cloak of mm. levitation. It's hard to say what this could mean right now. And every time we see this patch on the cloak in the trailer, Steven does appear to be in a distorted reality, either staring at this ghostly sanctum or watching New York dissolve away, which is not very great for the streets of New York, but... <laughs> but could the cloak have been damaged? And is this some sort of transformative symbol on the cloak? Like, what, what do you think could be going on here with this blue symbol? Yeah, that blue patch is really interesting because it... it it doesn't look like a fix necessarily. We don't really get a good look of its full shape, but if you were gonna like fix the cloak of levitation, why would you use like a blue patch for no reason? And it's not been there before. I mean, we've seen this cloak, like you said, he's kind of had the same costume uniform 
for his whole run in the MCU. Some little changes here and there, a little little nicer fabric or a little glow up on the on the gauntlets or something. But for the most part, he's had like the same outfit, which is very weird for the MCU also, right? Every time they got to have like a new uniform, even Captain America, every right. time we saw him, he got like a little bit of change, got to sell them toys. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin Feige? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you got you to gotta change it up a little bit to, to sell those action figures. Yeah, but like Doctor Strange outfit has like never really changed even, yeah, even after he became the Source Supreme and lost that title, he still has like the same outfit. So why is there like a blue patch on the back? But, you know, as you pointed out, every time we see it, it's not like he's on a normal place. He's in like a weird area. So is it like... When he's in a different dimension, the cloak changes a little bit. I can't think of any permanent damage that the cloak has had. Certainly not in Far From or No Way Home where we last saw him. Uh, and I don't think there was anything like in the What If episodes that like damaged the cloak uh, to a point where it's like really, really destroyed. Maybe. I mean, the, the last time we saw the cloak was on Ned, right? For the for the most part, and he yeah. was like just floating down yeah. at the, the cloak, end of no the cloak is always like, like right, saving other you. people it's like ah, i gotta go do, yeah. deal with these other people who get in the way but yeah for the most part he's the same guy right this looks like our stephen strange as we know him but i what is that blue patch all about i think i think the cloak gets damaged somehow early on and like he has to like fix it and he only has blue fabric laying around. I don't know. I like to think that there's like a, a flex tape wizard mm. that just gives him like a, fle- a magic flex tape to fix yeah. the to fix the or maybe tape. maybe it's like a um, tile. You know those things where if you like you put a tile on your keys and if you lose them you can track them down. Maybe it's like a tile mm. he puts on so that when he goes into this weird inky dimension or this dark dimension, they have a way of like pulling him back. They can track him through it or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's like something that like America Chavez can maybe hone in on. Oh, it's like all right, I'm gonna leave you here. I'll be back, and then she'll just pops up yeah, to yeah. another reality. It's like all right, I have the little tag here. <laughs> I know where you are. <laughs> but like no, I think it, it it could be some type of a magical relic of some sort mm. that is protecting him um, from these dark forces that are obviously in play in this movie. Um, and you know, I think that once. He does come in contact with the, you know, those tentacle creatures um, that appear to be, you know, Gargantos, as we if we know from um, promo material or whatever. Um, you know, I feel like he's probably going to find out that these darker creatures are stronger than, um, you know, the, the, these light magicians in the MCU can handle. So he might need some extra protection that comes in the form of um, this little blue thing that hit, that is attached to his, <laughs> his back. Little, his little um, blue fabric will save him. His little blue sticker or fabric <laughs> so sticker. Precious. He's so dumb. He's like, Christine, I need help. <laughs> Can you sew this up? Christine, on? <laughs> I tore my cloak. <laughs> He's a baby. Christine, <laughs> oh no. The fabric of reality is broken, Christine. <laughs> She's like, you're a surgeon. You know how to sew. Just fix it. Yeah, I really hope that there is a Christine, like, uh, Sorcerer Supreme out there because mm. there has to be at some point because she would be great because uh, she's always fixing his messes anyway i think there is i think there is and i think we saw her in the trailer Ooh, that would be interesting <laughs> but moving on we have garden doctor strange that we see in the trailer when we see strange chatting with wanda in the garden or orchard he appears to be in a more casual blue jacket with a scarf because mm. it's a little bit chilly yeah no cloak in sight which is kind of interesting so this is probably still the standard Doctor Strange, but it's interesting that he would chat with Wanda without his cloak. 
could this conversation be happening outside our realm? Mm, that's an interesting idea, MT. I mean, there is that shot of them talking and there's another shot later in the trailer that almost has the same framing, but there's like red everywhere and she's in her crown. And there's like, it looks like a, a dead tree behind him. So it makes me think when they're having that conversation, like it's in like maybe one of her weird hexes. Like when Dr. Strange showed up, like all of his, you know, in the hex and in Westview, people's clothes would change. Like maybe all his clothes changed into like this more casual orchard appropriate attire <laughs> where he doesn't have his cape and his Aya Bagamoto because she doesn't want to see all that. No, my like, house. Ah, nah, you got to yeah. match the aesthetic. All right. There's a theme going on. <laughs> We're still doing WandaVision. <laughs> We're still doing the WandaVision <laughs> stuff, okay? Because uh, he is wearing, like, it, it still has, like, a very uh, mystical look to it. It's not just, like, a blue shirt. It's, like, a blue tunic-y mm. kind of thing with, a, like, a nice scarf. But, yeah, right. why would he show up to deal with Wanda, who he knows is, like, a big big time in it now, without, like, his cloak and without his Eye of Agamotto or whatever's inside of the Eye of Agamotto. We don't even know. Uh, why would he show up without, yeah. like, his weapons, per se? Uh, so it makes me think, like, he's in a hex of some sort when he's talking to her right there. For sure, because, like, when, when he shows up, um, Wanda assumes that he's there to basically magic arrest her. And be like, oh, here can he... Yeah, yeah. For, for WandaVision, oh, so, whoops. She's like, here comes the magic cops. Always, always bugging me. But uh, maybe he showed up without the cloak because of that. It's like, I don't want her to think we're about to throw down. I'm gonna leave my my flying cape on the oh, side. Okay. Just like it's like holstering, putting your gun away. It's like, hey, I'm unarmed, even though I'm constantly armed. I don't have any weapons on me. Okay, I take that back. I took the badge off. Okay, I'm not the Sorcerer Supreme. And she was like, I know you're not the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like, shut up. No, I really like the idea of it's sort of like being a mini WandaVision scenario where Strange approaches in his normal attire, yeah. and Wanda's like, zoop, zoop, nope. and like him as soon as he approaches that area of effect. His, his clothes change. He's yeah. like, oh no, I'm in the autumn land now with with, <laughs> uh, with with Wanda. But yeah, I think you're right that that's still that's still standard strange. It's not a variant. This is still MCU strange uh, talking to Wanda. Now let's talk about Blue Strange because this is when we see Steven at one of the most exciting moments in the trailer. He's been brought in in shackles before what we assume to be the MCU Illuminati. He's wearing a fully blue ensemble with no cloak or Eye of Agamotto or other apparent magical devices. And while Doctor Strange does usually wear a blue outfit under his cloak, this one seems to look very different and sort of like futuristic. Mm. So the big question here remains, is this our Doctor Strange or some type of other variant? I think, and this might be wild, I think this is a different Doctor Strange. I don't think it is our Doctor Strange. <gasps> oh, you're you right. don't think it's the, okay. Yeah, because this guy is wearing a blue outfit, but it's very different. And like, I don't know why they would like change his clothes for him or whatever, but I think this could be a different <laughs> Doctor Strange, like a variant. And this Doctor Strange gets to learn about the Illuminati, but ours never does. Yeah, Cause I've said this before on this Ooh. channel and I still believe it. I think our Doctor Strange is the bad Doctor Strange. And he gonna die. <laughs> and they're gonna replace him with like a nicer Doctor Strange who hasn't messed up the universe so much. Yeah, that would be bananas. I would love to, if our Doctor Strange where to become a villain because it's like no one is like above becoming a villain yeah and i think that it would sort of underscore how special it is for these heroes to stay heroes like despite all of this power that they're given because like power can corrupt anyone really so i would love if this lesson was this right. movie was a lesson in 
just like controlling your power or like um you know not wanting too much power because as we've seen in the trailer Wong yeah. is like you can't control everything strange like i know you're obsessed with it like knowing knowledge and protecting everyone but like you're gonna break shit if you try to protect everyone so chill out <laughs> so yeah empty do you think that, um, that this blue strange is our doctor strange you think this is our guy our mcu strange mm. I think that it is our um, Doctor Strange because of how monumental this whole Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor X moment is. And um, it, it just, it would be super impactful for our Doctor Strange to um, be talking to the, just Professor X because we've been wanting that MCU crossover mm -hmm. with the Fox universe. So I think that when that happens and we do get that reveal, I think that Marvel Studios would want our original recipe, Doctor Strange, <laughs> to be listening to okay. uh, these gods of the Marvel live-action universe, probably. It's also possible that this could be, you know, the Raimi Strange that was teased uh, in Spider-Man Oh 2, my right? god, I would love that! I, I oh, think we're going to see the like Raimi Strange. his own Strange. version of Strange? Yeah, I think we're going to see the Raimi hey, Strange yo. in this movie, for sure. I would love if Raimi Strange was, like, the secret villain of this. It's like, I'm from the Spider-Man universe, I'm Raimi Strange! I'm too strange! I was in Marvel first, do you understand? They never put me on camera, <laughs> they cut me out. I only got my day rate. I didn't get the full payment. <laughs> They cut my scenes. <laughs> that bitch Jameson <laughs> said my name didn't even pay me. <laughs> A classic Jameson. But then, of course, we've got evil Doctor Strange, mm. or some people think is Strange Supreme from What If, like talking to who we assume is our Doctor Strange in some of the same footage we saw from the initial trailer. Now, this is clearly a variant of the MCU's Doctor Strange, but have your feelings on who this Doctor Strange is changed at all, Mr. Brandon. Uh, you know, the more I see, it's interesting that they showed this again, the same footage, no new footage of this guy, which makes me think this is mm. the only time we're gonna see this guy in the movie. Uh, and I don't oh. think, I don't think it's the same one from the What If universe. I just think it's, they're gonna use this one as a device to show how different strangers mm. can be and what the extreme version could be. But I think that this evil Doctor Strange or like Strange Supreme or however you think he is, I don't. I think this is all we see of this guy, and they're using it in the trailer Ooh. as like a MacGuffin. This guy never leaves this room. He just hangs out, and like when the ghost of future present or whoever is taking Strange along this journey, <laughs> he's like, "This see, this is what can happen to you too, Stephen Strange. If you don't get your act together, you'll be like this crazy green-skinned monster." Uh, yeah, I, get I it think, together, Ebenezer Strange. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> This guy is like, he's definitely a variant of a strange, of Doctor Strange, but he's, this is all we see of this character, I bet. And like, this is, they're totally leading us down this path to make us think this is the main villain of this movie, but it's, it's really not. I don't think it is at all. That would be really interesting. I think that you're, I do agree with you in the sense that like, I don't think this guy's going to be the main villain. Mm -hmm. I think that there is going to be this, a huge like, oh, you thought, and like, <laughs> here's a secret villain. I think that he's going to be not a great force. And I think that he's going to be someone that's going to be helping um, Doctor Strange and, and friends uh, reluctantly. Yeah. But like, I think, yeah, I think I just I think that he's he's going to just be either taken eliminated or just set off to the side for a future yeah. uh, Marvel movie. If this, I, if, I just don't think that there's much here yeah. for him. If this was a, a series and not a movie, they would do an episode where this the evil Strange got swapped with regular Strange, 
and is like walking around New York and like everyone who knows Doctor Strange is like, hey, Doctor Strange is like, get the f out of my way. And they're like, whoa, what's up with this guy? <laughs> you know, he's like calling Christine at all hours of the night, leaving dirty messages and stuff. And it's like, it would be oh like a God. very funny episode. <laughs> But yeah, in this movie, I don't think we're gonna get a lot of this guy, and I think it's really trying to just mislead us, and that's why they didn't show any new mm. footage of him or anything. It was, it's all just like a, to make you think that he's the main bad guy in this. I, you know what, I think that there's a high chance, I talked to Kevin Feige earlier, mm. oh, I think okay. this is Evil Abed from Community. Ah. Um, from now on, I'm Evil Abed. I made us all black goatees out of felt. I suggest you put them on until you're able to grow your own. Yeah, this is Evil Abed. It's tough to do that because Doctor Strange already has the goatee, so what evil Doctor Strange shouldn't exactly. have a goatee, right? He should be clean shaven. No, Evil Abed has a goatee. I know Evil Abed does, but if regular Doctor oh. Strange has a goatee, then oh. evil Doctor Strange should have no goatee. The Bizarro version. Oh, did you hear that MT? So off-screen producer John just said that the the statue we see of Doctor Strange in front of the uh, Sanctus Sanctorum, that one does not have a goatee, so maybe that's the evil one. And then of course we have Zombie Strange, or at the very least, a zombie looking mm. strange. And this very much looks like Doctor Strange as a zombie. <laughs> it could very well be a reference to episode five of What If that introduced the zombie virus into the MCU. And we did see Zombie Strange in that episode, but he was killed off by the wasp and her zombie-eating ants. So, is this the same Zombie Strange from that episode, or a different Zombie Strange, or a different being entirely? What do you think? I mean, you said it, MT, like, that, that Strange from that episode got eaten by the ants, which I don't know how the ants don't turn mm. into zombies. I, I guess if you eat a zombie, you don't turn into a zombie. <laughs> a zombie has to eat you? I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that one was wiped out. So unless that zombie was able, because he was magic, able to like pull his body back together somehow, maybe. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't see how it could be that exact same one. I think this is maybe the zombie virus like leaking out of that mm. uh, a multiverse because they're, they're clearly making what if canon here. And they, they've always said it was canon, but they're clearly bringing it into the mainstream movies. Uh, I, I, right. I just don't think it's the same zombie strange that we already saw die. I think it's a different one. Yeah, I don't think it's the same yeah. guy. I think that, you know, it could be a zombie strange. Um, and there, there is a chance that there, this, this could be tied into those elements of, of um, what if. Yeah, so I do have a feeling that this um, Doctor Strange here could actually be Defender Strange. That, that Doctor Strange variant that we don't really know a lot of that wears a lot of all red. And that is, um, but a specifically a Doctor Strange that has like succumbed to um, all the darknesses mm. of his variant selves that he's absorbed because he is defending the universe from all of his variants. So like over the courses of a long time, he's absorbed all these um, Doctor Strange variants, which is why all these black hands are like, oh, he's um, this my old corpses oh, okay. of black blackness. As we saw from the Doctor Strange episode of What If, um, he was absorbing all those dark creatures right, into his right. body. Um, to be part of him. So I think a similar thing is happening here with um, these arms that were just, they're probably just dark versions of Doctor Strange that he's absorbing. I mean, he probably absorbed too much. <laughs> and he's like, I'm now I'm evil, I'm dark yeah. evil, oh, look at me. Um, Doc Ock. 
Um, which is funny because now he's Doc. <laughs> now Ock. he's the Doctor Octopus. But yes, uh, I I kind of jumped the gun. But we also have Defender Strange. Right, now in the TV spot that aired promoting the trailer online, we did get some completely different shots, including a look for Steven that we'll call Defender Strange. He has a very stylized red and blue uniform and no cloak or Ayabagamoto and a cleaner haircut or possibly just hair pulled back in a ponytail and more of a full beard and his white hair streaks from front to back and his uniform makes it seem like he's part of a group possibly the defenders which you know is a group that dr strange is very link much linked to in the comics and some previously leaked toy art appeared to label this version as defender strange like we said before and the design of the costume also looks very similar to the look of the 2011 reboot of the defenders comic art from marvel so how do we think that this version of strange fits into the overall narrative of, of this movie I mean, I like that idea, MT, that he this one becomes the zombie, which is very interesting. It's very easy to set this one up to die uh, if he's, you know, running mm. around the multiverse trying to fix other strangers' problems. I mean, this is really weaving into the Kang storyline that I feel like they're trying to tell too. And maybe they think it's easier for audiences to understand that, like, yeah, if you have all these different multiverses, you're going to have powerful people that conflict with each other throughout the multiverses. Um, but yeah, I think mm. this Defender Strange is here to fix problems and he's he's well aware of the Illuminati, he's well aware of all these problems and he's gonna have to catch our Strange up to speed. But I like this idea that they could set him up to take a bullet, you know, to take a, to, to really mm. get killed uh, so that we don't lose our, our Stephen Strange. Maybe he wants to take over our Strange's spot because our Strange is bad and he wants to come in and, and live mm. in our universe because it's so nice and lovely. That'd be interesting. It'd be like, yeah, that'd be like, like you're just like, hey, you, you, your stuff is a lot more cooler than mine. Your your sanctum is a lot more cool. Your cooler <laughs> books, yeah, and like uh, your universe is intact. Uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> this one, mine. please. I'll take that. It's mine now. Uh, <laughs> for one million dollars. No, I think that you know, for, with this version of Doctor Strange, like I was saying before, I think that this is a Doctor Strange that very much went too far in trying to defend his universe and this moment that we see in the trailer of a uh, defender strange holding his arm up and like sort of like defending or it's <laughs> <that's> <laughs> sort of like you know doing some magic stuff around him i think that this is the moment that may precede that mountaintop moment at the end of the trailer this is something that literally just popped into my mind so i'm just freestyling this because i think that this defender strange had a seat on the council on the illuminati Ooh. and then he goes too far and like has this darkness overtake him and then he becomes this major threat that okay. now the illuminati have to deal with and they're like hey dr strange other one come on in uh you fucked up but you didn't but you really did uh, <laughs> Listen, there's a version of so, you that we pissed off uh, we need your help killing. Yeah. It's like, he used to be on our team. He knows all our secrets. So <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> well, one thing that's really interesting about Defender Strange is in that 2011 run of the Defenders that you brought up where they kind of rebooted it. In that one, they're, go they're trying to stop Null, who's like coming uh, to wreck, wreck some shit. And we know we got like Thor 4 coming up next. Uh, and we know Null is going to be at least mentioned in that or very tangential to it. And with all this like kind of black inky stuff happening and now you've got a little bit of venom left behind in the MCU, like it would be interesting if they start teasing Null here uh, and maybe Defender Strange is like out there trying to stop Null. Stop! 
you violated the law. And that's how they're going to start bringing in elements of like uh, Thor 4 because, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home wove very nicely into this storyline, right? We had a lot of Doctor Strange in that and now we're like following it up with variants. You know, all the series that we had this uh, last year led into Far From Home, which led into this. So it's like, now they gotta start like leading into other things. And they've teased it with like Loki getting into Kang and stuff and like, what if obviously bringing in all these elements of the multiverse. But now, you know, they need to start bringing in, setting up future things and they could be setting up Null here. I also think, this is another thing I think about this costume, that little symbol he has on the front, you know, it's a nice little looking mm. symbol. Some angles, it kind of looks like a bird. A red bird, if you will. A phoenix, mm. if you will. Phoenix oh. get involved here. Especially if you have oh, you Professor X hanging around. Um, I don't know. What okay. if what if Defender right. Strange right. is is f***ing around with the uh, the Phoenix Force, and this movie's just gonna be that like, hey, be... hey, comic book nerds, we're gonna give you everything you ever wanted. Now you thought you thought you had it with No Way Home. <laughs> sit back, sit, sit back, boys and girls, and uh, people who don't identify with any gender, we're gonna give it to you all, baby. It's like you know what? If you if you guys couldn't handle the Phoenix the two times before, here comes the third yeah, one. Yeah. Here comes the Phoenix again. We're, the Phoenix trilogy, baby. Third time's the charm. Here we go. <laughs> Let's try it again. A lot of people have been bringing up the Null comparison with that final shot of the trailer, and I think the writer, a Venom writer, Donnie Cates, um, said on Twitter that that is not Null um, specifically. So I know you weren't saying that, like you know, that was no. Yeah, I don't think they're showing, but like this, but... It, it could very much still be teasing the darker elements of the MCU that Null is very much linked to. Like, I think that there is a Null association for sure in this movie um, in, yeah. in, in some type of tangential way. So, yeah, I think that we may be getting the, the, the beginnings of explaining the Null side of the darker elements of the I MCU like with this movie for sure, because it's all about darkness in this movie. So that is all the Stranger Stranges that we have spotted. Do you think the MCU will be left with its standard strange by the end of the film, Mr. Brandon? I mean, I teased my answer already. No, I think I think we're gonna lose the MCU's strange and one's gonna be left in its place. Ooh. Maybe a better strange, uh, maybe a wiser strange, but I think- uh, Maybe the, a Wong. Maybe a Wong as strange, who knows? Maybe two Wongs make a yes. strange, I don't know, but I think that the MCU's OG Doctor Strange is not gonna make it to the end of this movie and he's gonna get replaced. Maybe sacrifice himself, that but would... I don't think he's gonna be around. Hey man, like Doctor Strange is no stranger to self-sacrifice, mm -hmm. no pun intended. Um, so he would definitely be down to do it. And I, it would be a really great lesson in you can't really get away with everything strange right. like there are consequences and like that's a huge thing in the doctor strange comics uh like the bill coming due and like you know every spell having a price and so him paying the ultimate price to like sort of like peter did not the ultimate price but he sort of lost his life in his yeah. in the in a way with no way home doctor strange might have to do something similar to that with his own life yeah because the bill comes due like mordo said so i, I like that idea but i do i do think that he's gonna make it because there has to be a Doctor Strange 3 and a narrative thread to that, that sort of links the trilogy together. Well, yeah, I think there will be a Doctor Strange in place, but it's not gonna be our original Strange. That would be really bananas. But like, I, I think that like he'll be okay, but like he's gonna lose something really close to him mm. that's gonna change him forever, like Christine, or um, something that's just gonna really, or maybe his magic. Like, these are, I, oh, one of my okay. favorite 
um, um, storylines in Doctor Strange was I think it was from 2015 when um, he loses his magic and then um, the, this force called the Empirical comes in and tries to take over the world while um, there's no magic. And so Doctor Strange has to, and all the magic people have to band together to try to reawaken the magic within everyone within the world. And so I would love to see if all the magic in the MCU just disappears for a little while and like Doctor Strange like having his own like Iron Man 3-esque scenario where he's like looking for all these relics in the world and trying to find out the last, ring out the magic of the last bits of the relics oh, in the world okay. and, and try to bring magic back. Because I feel like that is like where he should be, he should go. Because like he's too, he's too arrogant and he's too powerful and like he needs to be knocked down a peg by the end of this. So I can definitely see magic going at the end. Sorry, I have, I go on weird tangents. No, I like I, it. I love talking about I like it. I'd watch that movie. But Sounds good. Thanks, bud. Uh, but before we continue, our merch partners over at the Epic Hero Shop just released two very, very cool new Mephisto-inspired designs. You heard us here at New Rockstars appreciate about Mephisto a whole bunch, and now you can rock him on a t-shirt yourselves. So grab one of those or any of our other great merch options over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the amazing people that help bring us Big Question to you. People like... Nap Jitsu. Now, we don't know what time of day you might be watching this Big Question episode, but if it's mid-afternoon, there's a good chance you might be getting those 2 p.m. sleepies. I get them all the time, but that's because I just never go to sleep and I'm a night owl because uh, I'm fighting crime. That's why my bones hurt all the time. Just kidding, I'm just old. If you're looking for a healthier energy option to help you power through that afternoon sleepiness, Nap Jitsu has a natural time-released ingredients that help you Stay energized for hours without the crash. Napjitsu's natural supplements were made by people who know how it feels to be tired and busy. Their patented pendant formulas have natural ingredients like B vitamins, guarana, and ginseng to give you a boost of energy without the crash later, which because the crash sucks. Screw the crash. And each Napjitsu product provides brain-boosting nootropics to unlock steady energy right when you need it. And that means you can be at your peak performance all day long. And Napjutsu supplements are packaged into small packets so you can take them wherever and whenever you might need an energy boost. So whether you need to experience deeper sleep or unlock immediate lasting energy, each Napjutsu product is designed to help you achieve your optimal performance. And remember, the smart rest more and the wise rest better. So rest up and level up with Napjutsu. And for a limited time, receive 30% off your first purchase when you go to Napjutsu dot com slash big question that is n-a-p-j-i-t-s-u dot com slash big question for 30 percent off your first purchase today bomba's mission is simple make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated so when you buy bombas you're also giving to someone in need bombas designed their socks shirts and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day everything they make is soft seamless tagless and has super cozy feel because of the super soft materials they make them with there's a pair of socks for everything you do from exercise to work to just feeling cozy on the couch Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you feel like you've forgotten they're even there in a good way. I don't know what the bad way would be, but this is in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. 
Go to bombas.com slash big question and get 20% off any purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash big question for 20% off. Bombas.com slash big question. Now it is time for our bite-sized question. Are you ready, Brandon? Ham nam nam. I'm ready. Give me a bite What's size. Ham nam nam. Mm. All right. Now, in Ant-Man, when they blow up Hank Pym's lab, why does it implode instead of explode? And this is from Adog27 on Twitter. Thank you, Adog. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it's been a while since the original Ant-Man came out, so you might not remember. And this, this part happens kind of fast. So, so we'll go through it real quick if, in case you missed it. If you remember back in the events of the first Ant-Man, Hank, Scott, and Hope are trying to stop Darren Cross from copying Pym particles and selling them to evil people mm. like the Ten Rings or even Hydra. Don't worry, they're not what they used to be. They're, very, they're doing some very good stuff now. Um, yeah, they're, they're rebranding. It's fine. It's fine. Just kidding, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> so Scott and the team, they put together a heist to steal the technology back. But you have to remember, it was never just a heist. It was never just a heist. They wanted to make sure that the tech is destroyed forever. So Scott, with the help of a few ants, plants explosive charges in the particle room of the laboratory. Now they don't really explain right. this when they're telling you what they're gonna do, because this is like the surprise that they blow it up. So it, it makes sense. You, right. they, you see them planting explosives, but you're like, I have no idea why these explosives are there. So they're planning them where all the, the cross particles, I guess is what we're calling them, where they're stored, right? So when the building is successfully cleared, they make sure to say like, hey, the building's cleared because this isn't the DCEU where they kill, uh, they kill people. <laughs> no one's in here. <laughs> uh, no one's in here, it's fine. Uh, so Scott triggers the bomb and then boom, all the particles are released, which causes the big implosion. Uh, and remember, mm. Cross's technology never worked as well as Hank Pym's. So it makes sense that the building mm. would implode rather than just like neatly shrink down. You know, just like old poor Frank imploded inside of that bathroom, <laughs> uh, the building implodes rather yeah. than like just shrink down from all the particles because the particles don't work so great. Dude, Frank's death in <laughs> Ant-Man 1 was one of the most brutal and gruesome things that the MCU has ever done. It still traumatizes Eric Voss. He, he can barely talk about it. It is it is literally disgusting and so gruesome and like one of the like most cold-hearted things that we've ever seen an, an MCU villain do. And like, honestly, Darren Cross could have just sold that gun. <laughs> he could have just yeah. made that and yeah. just be like, hey, it makes people into little goo and there's no evidence. He literally just flushed the guy down the toilet yeah. and no one knew. So, geez. MT... Around around your fiftieth little lamb that you've totally grossly <laughs> struck down, you, you've lost all sense oh. of what's real, and you don't care anymore. <laughs> to you, Frank's just another bleeding lamb that you gotta you gotta shrink. Seriously, down to just like he killed so many lambs that he just lost a sense of humanity. I mean, yeah, he's just he's he's dead inside. My size question number two, my friend: How old is Fennec mm. Shand, and does she age differently than other people in the Star Wars universe? This is from Mitch Mark on Discord. You don't want Fennec Shen hearing you ask how old she is, because no, then that's just, no, she won't kick your butt. No, she no, kick no one's ever gotten that answer, because they're dead. Uh, oh no, because they're dead, Yeah, instantaneously. So Fennec Shen appears to be an ageless bounty hunter in the Star Wars franchise, though a lot of that could probably be credited to the genetics and skincare routine of actress Ming-Na Wen. Uh, looks, looks great. Ming-Na Wen is an ageless beauty. I, like, that woman is, will just, it just, 
perfection. I love her in every role that she is. Cast her in everything Disney. I love her. She's a queen. She's literally the queen of Disney princesses. Honestly, no one does it better than Ming Na Wen. Pretty Sorry, much. I just love her so much. No, Continue. no, please, please. She loves it. She, lo she loves the channel. <laughs> she loves hearing it. Uh, but is it possible to figure out just how old the bounty hunter is and why she never really appears to age throughout the series? Um, mm. As far as we can tell, Fennec is a human and not some strange alien mm. species that never ages or ages very slowly like Grogu and the other Yodas out there. Um, mm. And while she does have some droid modifications now, those came fairly later in life and wouldn't have prevented any aging up until the point where they go into her body. Shows what are you up. talking about? Those are her natural abs. <laughs> those are her natural mechanical abs. Yeah, like she's just that toned, bro. Yeah. Jeez. I would never cover up this beautiful work. <laughs> so Fennec, she first shows up in the Star Wars universe around 19 BBY. Uh, and I know all you know, but just in case you don't, BBY stands for Before the Battle of Yavin. And it's used in conjunction with... Stands for a baby. Baby. When I'm texting my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Just kidding, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> They use BBY in conjunction with ABY, which is after the Battle of Yavin. Mm. And this is a reference right. to the assault on the Death Star, which happens near Yavin 4. You get it, guys. You get it. Since the popular Star Wars yeah. universe lacks a traditional yearly calendar, yes, it has its own calendar. Don't at me. I don't want to get into the local calendar or CRC. It's just <laughs> confusing. I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, Fennec shows up around 19 BBY, just after the Clone Wars ended. And at that point, she's already mm. a fairly skilled bounty hunter. She's probably like in her early to mid-20s, maybe. And by the time of her appearance on Mandalorian, it is 9 ABY. So it's been 28 years since mm. she was first introduced. That would make her 48 mm. when she showed up in The Mandalorian. Maybe 50. Not bad. Not bad at all. Now, you might compare that okay. to Boba Fett. When you look at Boba Fett, she looks pretty young and spry, right? Boba's looking rough. <laughs> uh, and Boba mm. Fett in The Mandalorian, when we first meet him, he's about 41 or 42. Because he's a clone of his right. father, Jango. But unlike the other clones, mm. he doesn't appear to have like the quick aging gene. Yeah, I think Django specifically had it made so like his son just was a, an actual clone of him. Apart from his pay, which is considerable, Fett demanded only one thing, an unaltered clone for himself. Curious, isn't it? Django's like, I want one for myself. Don't give him the grow juice, make him normal. But he's an exact copy of me, which is also very weird. So by nine ABY, mm. he'd be around 41, 42 when we first meet him in The Mandalorian. Now granted, he spent some time mm. in a Sarlacc pit and he spent a few years out in the Tatooine sun without much coverage. So he looks rough, right? He mm. looks beat up. Tamara mm. Morrison, the actor who plays Boba Fett, he's 61 years old. And Ming-Na Wen is about 58 years old. Uh, she just wears her age a lot better than, than Boba Fett does. <laughs> Yo, Ming Na Wen, I cannot say a much, like, I, I'm just, I, I cannot get over this woman's career. This one, I just, I love her so much. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mulan, freaking Star Wars, like, bro, she's taking over. All of the events of Star Wars happen in such a small amount of time. Star Wars has existed in popular culture for longer than the events of Star Wars have taken place, almost, in a way. Mm. So it, it's kind of crazy. When you think about it, you're like, oh, Fennec Shan, how, she would be so old, but she wouldn't be. It's only been like 30 yeah. some odd years. I mean, it's really weird when you look at the end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope and you see how much Obi-Wan has aged in what is not that much time. Yeah, I really hope that they explain it like with with the events of, of, of Obi-Wan. It's like, oh, and then the Force aged me to look like Alec Guinness. I mean, it's the classic Star Trek problem where the in the TOS, the original series, the Klingon look 
very normal. They just have like kind of some goatee and some hairy eyebrows. And then by the time of the next generation, they look completely different and some shit went down. All right, now it is time for our box of scraps. Ooh, it's the box of, box of scraps. Brandon, mm. what fashion choice from your youth do you regret the most? Mm. Mm, this is tough. So many bad mm -hmm. fashion choices to pick from. Uh, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm an older man. Uh, during my, my younger years, there was a, a fashion trend going around. You would wear a nice white t-shirt and then you would get this suede brown vest that you would wear over your white t-shirt. Uh, just like an open vest, just kind of flowing. Uh, you know, and that was that was a look for a young, cool dude, especially growing up in okay. the South. So I definitely rocked <laughs> that like suede vest a little too much. Didn't appreciate it in my boot cut jeans. Um, I probably <laughs> would cringe uh, now. And when I go back and, you know, see my mom and she has old pictures up on the wall of me in that awful suede vest, I really regret <laughs> that choice. Um, but, you know, I, I really believed in it at the time. Hey, man. We all be doing stuff like that when we're kids, man. Like, we all like to express ourselves in our own way. So it's like, you know, you know we all have those faces. I was trying something it's out. Totally I was fine. trying out a vest, okay? And hey, it didn't man. work out. <laughs> you live and you learn. I like it. Um, you know, I had something very similar because, like, growing up, I specifically, I, I primarily went to a lot of, like, private schools, a lot of Christian private mm. schools. And so, like, we had uniforms. And, like, so everyone looks the same. So you can't really do a lot to stand out. So I was like, you know what? I'm wearing these blue polo shirts. I don't know why I'm talking. Every time I go to my youth voice, I talk like Mickey Mouse. Anyway, I was like, oh, since we got all these blue polo shirts, I'm going to pop my collar. And that's going to be cool. So I had popped mm. a freaking polo shirt very collar cool. for, like, a couple of weeks. And uh, no girls continued to talk to me. I was still um, just uh, just shoved That's in the corner. That's not too bad. That's not too um, bad, MT. I like it. <laughs> the problem with the popped collar is when it's like flopping over and you can't really see that it's like flopped over sadly. Bro, like yeah. a little bunny rabbit ear or something. Bro, I would love if my collar was just like a Doctor Strange's cape and yeah. could just move yeah, yeah. and just like just, just have a personality. But no, that's what I did. And I also here's another one. Um, when, when the remember when um when YOLO was a big thing. Oh yeah. Like when YOLO first came out, um, like I, I remember hearing this one of the first people hearing like the Drake song, and I was like, oh man, I gotta make me some YOLO hats. So I made some mm -hmm. YOLO hats on lids, and I and I was one of the first people wearing them hats. I regret it. Because uh, that shit got played out real quick, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" And now I look like an idiot. I got with all these I got YOLO three hats. Three boxes of YOLO hats in my room. What am I gonna do? Right. <laughs> I invested all my cash in YOLO. <laughs> we all do cringy stuff, and some of you watching may be in your cringy phase right now. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. It was you. Think twice. It was you. <laughs> It was you all along. But that is it for this episode of Big Question. Thank you to Brandon for joining me on this episode. As always, follow him at Grin and Barrick on Twitter. Right now, he is a great man, and he has amazing things to say. So follow him there. Follow me at Mastertainment. I'm less great, but I say a lot of weird <laughs> shit, so do that anyway. Follow New Rockstars here on YouTube or on all social media platforms, and make sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And if you want to continue the nerd conversation, our new Rockstars Discord server is now open to the public. So if you are 18 years and older and interested, search for the new Rockstars Discord server and join the conversation because we would love to have you. We love all of our nerd family, my nerd babies. Come on down to Discord. But yes, thank you guys so much again for watching. We love you guys so much. Thank you guys for spending time with us and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.